Welcome to Showcasing.eu with Pedro Teles. Today's interviewee is Antti Vilponen, CEO and co-founder of Arctic Startup, a website dedicated to Northern European startups. Antti is also organizing the Arctic 15 conference, a startup launch conference to be held in Helsinki in next September. Hello, Antti. Welcome. Thank you very much. Great to be on the show. Um, I would like to start our interview today with, with your background. You've got a very, very varied background. I would like to start with that, if possible. Sure, no worries. So uh, I'm, I'm basically, uh, I'm, I'd like to speak of myself as an entrepreneur uh, to the heart. I'm, I'm very fond of uh, young growth companies. And uh, I think I've always been, or, or not always, but I've learned the learned the sort of uh, to like startups after I did some of my summer jobs in larger companies and I realized that uh, well I think there has to be another way to work at a company <laughs> so you're just not a number number in the company and uh, I started um, I have a background in like an education educational background in um, international marketing and uh, and uh, I, I in high technology basically and uh, I started my career a few years back in a, like a social gaming startup in Helsinki and uh, from there uh, I, I worked as a like a sales director uh, and uh, we basically you know well what social gaming companies do they create games and and, and sort of work around the community and, and things like that and uh, after a year and a half in in that company I went on to found a um, like a digital consulting agency uh, with uh, I think we were nine people in total, and so it was a pretty big startup in in Finnish standards. And uh, <laughs> I, I worked in I worked in that company for uh, two years before uh, then sort of jumping ships to work full time on Arctic startup. And I, actually, at the same time, we started the consulting company. Um, I, I started putting together the first bits and pieces of Arctic Startup as a like a very very low level personal blog, just writing about a few Finnish companies, and then things started to really take off, and and I realized that there's quite a big potential behind Arctic Startup, so so we put more effort into it, and uh, I think we're doing relatively well these days. Let's focus for a little bit on the first job that you're mentioning after university. Um... The company that you were involved with? Uh, that was the uh, social gaming company. The second one. Yeah. Oh, the second one, the uh, digital. Yeah, the second one. Di- yeah. Digital, uh, like consulting company. So we were basically we were creating different concepts and and marketing, marketing uh, sites and, and and concepts for companies to sell more, and uh, also to work on a like a bit higher level uh, to to sort of take the whole internet. And the the business meaning of that into a, like a higher strategical level inside the company. So I think we were uh, one of the first real sort of consultancies in Finland who who realized the potential of the internet for for even like more traditional companies and what they could achieve if if they really you know took it seriously and and made it part of their core businesses. Were you a founder of that company? Yes, we were actually um, yeah. nine people in total who were the founders of yeah. that. So it was partially owned by like two larger Finnish um, advertising companies as well. So we were sort of part of this group, but uh, definitely a lot of a lot of the responsibilities were on on the shoulders of us founders making things happen. Why did you create a company uh, that was uh, making money and being successful and decided to leave it 
for a completely completely different venture in this case Arctic Startup. Well, it's it's to be honest that was probably the hardest decision in my <laughs> life because uh, we were we were doing relatively well. Um, uh, we had a really like flying start, but then I, I just um, a moment of in my life came to, like to the point that I'm, I'm working full time for for this uh, digital consultancy, and then I'm also putting in a, quite a few hours to Arctic Startup every evening and every weekend, and it, it, it sort of reached a point where I decided that you know it, it, things don't scale if I work like this, and I just had to make the choice. So and I and I really hadn't put that much effort into Arctic Startup yet, and I really wanted to see the potential where it could go. So so that was. Not an easy, 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 um, like a decision to make, but a pretty logical one in, in that sense. So let's talk about Arctic Startup then. Uh, you started it as a personal blog? Yes, right? yes. That was already back in 2007, um, September 2007, when we wrote the first posts uh, on the blog. Take, take us through the, the evolution of, of Arctic Startup. Sure. So, so, um, I think it was actually in the summer of 2007, I had an idea that uh, as I was still still working for this social gaming company and, and I sort of started to realize the sort of breadth of, of, of startups in Finland. And then I realized that, you know, it's, it's really hard to try to understand and, and learn about these companies. And I've been an avid blogger before on my personal blog. Uh, which, which unfortunately, I, I'm not that much anymore because <laughs> I'm spending so much time on Arctic Startup. But, but uh, I, I started blogging about these companies together with uh, Mika Kukkosuo uh, early on in, in, in September 2007. And um, I think we only put, put up like 15 or so posts in the next three months. But every time we put up a post, there were lots of uh, comments and, and people. We saw it from the analytics that quite a few people visited the site, even though we didn't market it all that much. And uh, since New Year 2008, we started sort of realizing, OK, let's let's see what happens if we put a bit more effort into this. So we started blogging daily. And I think that was one of the sort of biggest milestones or, or turning points in the in the evolution, so to say, regarding the blog. So as we started putting out content daily, we realized that people kept on coming back to the site. And when we started to build a real community around it. So, I mean, it was still relatively small at that point, maybe maybe like a thousand people a month or so, but we definitely saw like an increase in the analytics. And um, also in the spring of 2008, we started organizing events. So those were a big part of, of things to come in the future as well. So we got the local community together in Helsinki, started putting together events, sort of got a few... What kind of events? They, they were um, like these evening events. So it was relatively lightweight, but then again, easy for people to attend. So from six to nine in the evening, we, we went into a bar, for example, that had a small stage and, and we organized like panel discussions and, and company presentations. So like pretty pretty lightweight, but still relatively interesting because at that, that point in time, not many people had heard of these companies. I mean, it's it's a totally different thing these, these days. So they're like these startups are well, well known among each other's, but back then nobody really knew knew these things and uh, so it was pretty interesting to organize those and as things move forward in 2009 we already organized uh, nine events all together 
the region. So so we expanded our focus in 2008 from Finland only to like Northern Europe, and and which in our sort of terminology covers uh, the Scandinavian markets, the Nordic markets, and and Baltics. So so we we focused on that market from relatively early on, and and organized more and more events. So that that increased uh, our readership and and these days we reach about uh, i think february is, is the last sort of month i really looked in in detail and we reach about 40,000 people or so on a monthly basis from all over the world uh, so it's 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 a pretty pretty good amount con, con, sort of considering the amount of activity we have in the nordics and baltics compared to the rest of the world so when did you decide to jump ship and start working full-time on Arctic Startup? That was actually in um, uh, 2009 in, in September. So we were already like r- working full full steam uh, with, with Arctic Startup in 2009. And, and like I've just mentioned, we organized nine events around the region. So it was a really big shuffling of, of jobs between the consultancy and Arctic Startup. So whenever we had an event overseas, I had to take a paid or unpaid leave from my other job mm-hmm. and, and sort of uh, fly to Stockholm to have these events or, or somewhere else. And, and at that point, I sort of the idea sort of just brewed in, in, in my mind over the summer uh, that I really can't continue like this, even though I'd really want to work work at both of the jobs but but uh, i just had to make the decision that focus on so you're one not, thing when you're doing the events in 2009 you're not doing them only in helsinki or in finland but all over the world uh, yeah we actually organized them also in tallinn stockholm i think we organized one in tampere in finland finland as well and then uh, i think Copenhagen was one of the places where we organized an event as well. And then later in 2009, we also organized one in uh, uh, Reykjavik, Iceland. So, How was the reaction from the startup scenes in those countries to see someone coming from, from Finland and organizing an event for them? Um, it was it was interesting. And I think, like, um, I mean, of course, it's it's we really work, try to work with the local startup entrepreneurs uh, in all of these countries with the events especially because I mean we only know a few companies and we really want to talk to a lot more so we can give them visibility and promote the startup scene in each of these countries as well so especially in Iceland I really enjoyed the time I think I spent like well only only three or four days there but uh, uh, one of the entrepreneurs there uh, showed me around and, and had organized a few interviews with a few companies already. So it was pretty easy in that sense to to cover the country in detail. And a lot of the a lot of the thanks goes to actually the entrepreneurs in those countries who who wanted to contact us and, and mingle around and sort of pitch their startups and so forth. So, what have you learned from that experience? Um, I think uh, one of the one of the key things I've sort of learned with Arctic Startup as a whole and and looking at the Nordic and Baltic markets is is definitely the the sort of gap in infrastructure. I think might be the right word or, or concept to talk about the the way that you know first of all you need the startups to actually start creating a startup culture, but then again you need like 
um, I mean, I don't want to boast too much about what we've done, but you need like a media or something like that uh, to promote the companies, create a community around around the people. And then, then you need, of course, a lot of energetic people to make things happen on the grassroots level. And, and you can't just, I, I think we, at least in the Nordics, we try to rely quite a bit on the government actions every now and then and, and, <laughs> and i think you know you, it's been a very good sort of a learning learning experience in that sense regarding not only for the government but also for the startup entrepreneurs that you know we can make a lot of things happen just by working ourselves uh, with ourselves uh, on the grassroots level and i think the government really to be honest hasn't helped all that much at all so so a lot of the culture especially in Finland, what I know the best probably is, is due to the work of the energetic individuals. So, I mean, a big part of creating a good um, startup culture is creating a good infrastructure, having all the bit, bits and pieces in place uh, to, to support it. So uh, the entrepreneurs, the investors, media of some sorts to promote it, to create the community around it, share experiences and so forth. I was listening to you and hearing your comments about uh, the government and what uh, the Nordics expect the government to do. Yeah. And I thought, well, am I listening to to someone from Finland or actually listening to someone from Portugal where I am from? <laughs> and, because that's the exact same comment that was making Portugal. Yeah, we're waiting for the government to do something. For exactly. Us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think. I think. Um, I mean, I don't know, like, is there a historical reason behind all this? Probably, but, 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 like, at least Finland is a relatively. I'm, I'm not saying it's a socialist country, but it's, it's a bit more, <laughs> bit more up towards the left than perhaps other other right wing countries in Europe, and I think that's, it's sort of burdened us with this kind of thinking that uh you know as long as we do our job properly the government will take care of us which which of course isn't really true because the government is us and and we really need to take matters into our own hands and and regarding the startup culture especially and entrepreneurship uh primarily you know you can't really I mean, it's sort of built into the mentality of entrepreneurs that you have to seize the opportunities that you have at hand. Otherwise, you know, somebody else will do it. So, so you have to you have to take matters into your own hands. Let's go back a little bit to the to the Arctic startup to the website. Sure, uh, it's now a website or is still considered a blog? Do you still consider it to be? A blog? Uh, I mean, the underlying technology, of course, is is we run like a ported yeah. WordPress on it, so it's it's WordPress, yeah. yeah. So it's pretty much a blog in that sense, but we try to pitch ourselves as as a media media company. So as a media company. yeah, so that immediately sort of positions us in a certain way at at people's mind and what we try to achieve. You moved uh, from the, the consulting company into Arctic Startup full-time back in 2009. Yeah. What has changed since then uh, for you regarding Arctic Startup? I think we've become a lot more professional in many ways. I mean, one of the one of the key things that I've been, of course, trying to put together as the as the CEO and, and sort of the guy running the, the operations currently is, is, first of all, having a few select processes inside the company that you know make things more effective and and since then we've hired a few um uh like a freelance journalists or, or writers for us who help us with the articles and especially the processes behind those and and also 
one of the big things has been the sort of commercialization of the of the media itself and what the products that we're actually selling are and that has i think 2010 was pretty like a year for us when we really sat down and and looked at the blog and you know we can't really just sell banners that doesn't make us enough revenue to keep running the operation so we need to come up with new innovative products and uh, ways to create money for the company to keep it going so that's that's one of the things I'm, I'm relatively proud of myself that we've been able to build up the company with the only uh, revenue and, and no external funding in that sense so it's 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 been a lot of work has been putting to the, the sort of commercialization of the web property so to say and and then the selling of that to to clients what new revenue streams have you tapped into well basically one of the i mean it not well you know you can argue is it innovative <laughs> or not but uh, this sort of sponsored blogs um, approach that we've been able to put together it, it's pretty much uh, a relatively easy product for companies to buy uh, you basically uh, get two monthly blog posts written on on topics that matter to you uh, by us so we know how to write them in an interesting and in sort of engaging way mm -hmm. and uh, that's pretty much it you get your message across to the community 30 40,000 people who read us on a monthly basis in a very easy manner and uh, and that's especially good for sort of a bit more um, sort of professional companies where you can't I mean sort of like b2b companies where you just can't put across a nice banner with a slogan and try to explain the concept in that. Uh, so when there's a bit more in-depth uh, sort of detail and understanding in, in these sort of concepts, then these sort of blog posts are, are definitely the way to go. Do you make a distinction uh, when they're published between the normal blog posts and the sponsored blog posts? Uh, yes, we do. We, we make a small distinction and, and we always disclose paid uh, blog posts in, in one way or another. So we don't, I mean, one of the things we've learned from very early on is that we need to be a neutral and uh, very loyal to the community who reads us. So we don't want to sort of trick them into believing anything that isn't true, but but actually put across the facts as, as clearly as possible and, and be as transparent as possible and then let the readers themselves decide what they want to, you know, think of, of the thing. Very well. Uh, regarding your experience with Arctic Startup, um, I've asked, asked what has changed for the blog or the website in the last year and a half. Um, what about the startup scene? What has changed in the last year and a half? I think the year, the last year and a half, especially in, in the Nordics, has been uh, and 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 Baltics as well. It's been a sort of a time of growth for sure. If you if we go back to like two years when we really started putting things together, there weren't a lot of organizations or entities helping startups. Of course, there were the governmental ones, but now, like in the last year and a half, there has been a lot more of these sort of uh, grassroots type of organizations. Garage 48 in, in from Tallinn and Estonia, for example. Then again, like the student 
student efforts in Finland by Alto Entrepreneurship Society and others, and also like like different blogs and, and and efforts in different countries have come up. So a lot more enthusiasm, in my opinion, uh, regarding startups and entrepreneurship in general regarding the last year and a half. But uh, I think we this is we're, we're we're sort of now riding the wave of of entrepreneurship, and I think that will sort of definitely take us into the future nicely because I th- I think it's here to stay uh, regarding the, the 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 countries at hand for sure. And that is a very nice segue for the conference for the startup launch conference that you guys want to running september yeah yeah so so we've been as we've been organizing these smaller events throughout the years and i think we've put together something like 20 25 at least uh, in, in the last three years and uh we've sort of always been playing with this idea of let's let's do a larger conference and then really sort of um get the people together from all over the place for one day but then we really haven't been very clear on the concept that we've wanted to sort of concept of the conference and i they, we really did, didn't want to do another sort of le web or or another similar kind of event so what we've trying to do with arctic 15 now is create it into the like the most exciting way to launch your and the best way to launch your company from the northern european region uh this year so we'll have 15 15 very exciting companies at the event and then also uh eight keynote speakers uh some of the best and most interesting people from around the world uh speaking at the event and uh, i think it's going to be a very interesting day and I don't think we've seen anything like that in the Nordics before. So, I mean, of course, there are smaller conferences in in each of the countries for sure. But what we really want to do with Arctic 15 is make it, first of all, make it into the best way to launch your company, but then also um, make it into one of the most international events in the region. And by international, you mean an event that targets all the Baltic states and not only uh, Finnish companies. Exactly. So what we try to do is we try to target the whole of Nordics and all of Baltics as well. But then of, on top of that, bring in um, investors and, and entrepreneurs from other parts of the world as well. And actually, one of the first tickets uh, uh, we sold went to this um, guy from uh, Madrid, uh, Spain, and, and he's an investor. Uh, okay. So, so it's it's been really interesting to see the amount of interest it's been building up, and we're at, at the moment we're basically doing a few partnerships with a few U.S. companies, and and hopefully we'll be able to announce those in the coming weeks. So, and 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 the speakers we've been able to get, those are very interesting as well. So, I mean, I think that's part of the reason that, you know, you're able to put together a good international conference is that you create a interesting enough offering for many p- different pe- people what speakers have you secured so far uh, i think one of the more interesting ones is definitely steve huffman he's the he's one of the, the sort of uh, brightest kids in in silicon valley at the moment he's been uh, he he founded or co-founded uh, reddit the the largest social news site in the world and uh, also he's currently the co-founder of uh, Hipbunk, one of the more interesting sort of travel sites in the US. Then we have Nils Forsblom, uh, the founder of Frugo, which is which is and, and was sort of one of the most talked about startups in Finland. And uh, then also Stefan Lindeberg uh, through our main sponsor, Microsoft, who uh, 
who's been working as a venture capitalist, uh, entrepreneur, and now working with startups and emerging technologies at Microsoft. So it's a very interesting uh, sort of a compilation of people. And and then we also have three different um, speakers that we're still waiting to sort of close and and, uh, sign an agreement to come to Helsinki for the event. So, Well, it's sounding very, very uh, interesting and uh, back to it. Uh, with a list a list speakers and definitely and I'm yeah, I'm definitely considering going going there to the, to the and, conference and because. actually I think I have a, a small announcement to um, the uh, to your listeners and uh, I made an um, discount code for you guys so it's actually I can I can send you the link but or the code itself in in and text but it's a15 showcasing and if you use that code you'll get a oh, you'll get a 10% discount on all the tickets so well th- thanks a lot for the for the sympathy i think it's no worries it's great to be able to to give something to to my listeners uh, and in this case a, a very nice discount to the conference definitely definitely it would be great to see because the thing is we're really trying to put a lot of effort into making it an international event so i mean not only having people from the region but also others from around the region because i think that's one of the best ways to also showcase the region itself but also create possibilities for the startups to network and 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 sort of strike deals with other companies as well yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Antti, our alpha hour is reaching uh, to an end and I still have two questions for you. The first one has nothing to do with um, Nordic startups, uh, but this is still related with entrepreneurship in general. Uh, I would like to know your opinion, if you're seeing or not a bubble in, a, in entrepreneurship in general. Um, that's a very difficult question. and I've, I've been reading about it in the sort of past few days a lot. And... Uh, I think um, it's not so much a bubble in in the sense that, uh, for example, what we saw maybe 10 years ago in the early 2000s, but we're definitely in some sort of, uh, maybe greed is a bit of a strong term to use, but definitely some sort of high competition, high, high competitive environment, greed environment, where people are definitely competing for the best deals around and I think that drives up the valuations quite a bit and maybe even in some cases a bit too much but if you really look at the Nordic and Baltic markets I don't think there's enough we at, at least in my my experience there isn't enough competition for the startups so at least in these latitudes we haven't seen a bubble in that sense and the last question has nothing to do with entrepreneurship in general, whatsoever, uh, can you talk us a little bit about you know you know what the, you know the question? Can you talk us a little bit about um, snow rugby? Snow rugby, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm actually a, like a relatively newcomer to rugby as well. I haven't I haven't been playing it a lot, but I think it's a perfect sort of a balance between the sort of high high tempo, very fast paced uh, life of an entrepreneur, but uh, also in the sense that because Rugby is, is an interesting sport. It require, requires both sort of muscle strength, but also good stamina. So it's a good balance in that sense. And uh, snow rugby is something that um, the the guys in Uvascula, or actually the girls in Uvascula, put together every year. So it's a tournament in in like middle part of Finland, 
uh, held in, uh, I think we had it this year in February, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, it's a one-day tournament, and uh, we play, uh, I think it's sevens or, or tens, uh, depending on the year. And uh, short, fast-paced games on snow. And, you know, it's not that serious, but uh, a lot more about just having fun and uh, enjoying yourself. Because in Finland, the rugby season is relatively short from... Uh, may to uh, september or so so people want to play rugby also during the winter so only only the Finns would come up with the idea of um, developing a new <laughs> a new type of rugby called slow rugby to, yeah, to play during the winter exactly and i think we're pretty uh, i'm not saying it's 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 uh, sort of um, very innovative or crazy but uh, we've come up with these similar type of sports uh, in the past so they play snow football i think also in, in northern finland every year and uh, swamp swamp football as well or something swamp something like that so <laughs> you know i i'm not i'm not certain if it's uh, you know being a very innovative or just plain stupid but but it makes for good fun definitely <laughs> uh, great Great. Okay, Andy, thank you very much for these, these 30 minutes. Thank you very much. It was great to be on the show.